Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season on the podcast, we're chatting with missionaries from across our country who are part of the Youth Unlimited YFC family. We'll hear their stories, why they do what they do, and how they're furthering God's kingdom in Canada. So make a pie and eat the whole thing, or some of it. Walk through the leaves, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode. Today on the podcast, we're chatting with Ben Price, one of the funniest storytellers I've ever met. He's a satellite director at Youth Unlimited YFC in Wingham, and he's a great story. He's going to talk a little bit about his journey into ministry, all the things he's learned along the way, and one or two funny stories as well. It's a great episode. We hope you enjoy. Does anybody call you Benjamin ever? My mother and Juliana. I will not call you Benjamin then. <laughs> feel, no, feel free if you like. Yeah, this, okay. So. That's like Jennifer when people are like, <laughs> your mom, your wife, and Jen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother, wife, and Jen. Jenny from the block. Yeah. Well, Ben, welcome. We are so excited to have you here. Um, to start off, we are going to ask you some fun facts. So, where did you grow up? I grew up in the thriving metropolis of Thorold, Ontario. Where is that? <laughs> that is a great question. Uh, for you who are unaware, Thorold is in the Niagara region. Mm. We're kind of in between St. Catharines and Niagara Falls. So if you're ever visiting Niagara, you'll see 406 and you'll see Thorold. And then you continue <laughs> and you get to Niagara Falls and you forget about Thorold. Mm. So. It's just like one little exit. Yep. Cool. Are you a morning person or night person? Uh, in a weird way, I'm both. Mm. Uh, if there's something to do at night, I'm always down for an adventure. But I do appreciate my morning workouts, which just began today again. Nice. With the gym opening again. Gyms are open, oh, finally. Yeah. Yes. So I like them both. So good. What's your favorite beverage? Beverage. I like many beverages. Um, I'm, a, I'm a beverage learned man. I can appreciate a solid coffee. Um, I can appreciate a solid craft beer. Um, I also like water. Uh, <laughs> you're probably going to catch me with one of those in my hand if I'm drinking something. So yeah. those are my top three. Our summer student, Anne. Hi, Anne, if you're listening. Her most favorite beverage is water. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Nice. Well, my, my, my little boy, Clark, he's actually the same way. Yes. He pees his bed every night because he just drinks so much water <laughs> like through his diaper and everything. So we're constantly doing loads of laundry oh, because wow. he just guzzles it. So. Oh. Um, do you prefer pancakes or waffles? That one I had to think about, but I prefer pancakes, mm. especially chocolate chip. Oh, mm. what do you use as a topping? Uh, just syrup and butter. Mm. Yeah. Um, best place you've been to? Oh, see, that one was a loaded one. I, I've, I've been to many places in North America, um, and I don't know which is my favorite. I love Colorado. Mm. I love the Rockies, whether it's American or Canadian Rockies. Um, I love the camp that I go to. I don't know. Yeah, it's it probably like the West, like just seeing like the mountains and like hiking them and all that. So. No specific place, but geographic boundary of the Rocky 
region. Yes. And Wingham, Ontario. Naturally. (laughs) I I didn't want to gloat about that, but you know. That's so funny. Okay, side note, funny story about Wingham. When we had Tour for Teens there, which Mm -hmm. is our biking fundraiser for YFCE, a couple years ago, um, my friend's husband drove um, us down, and so he was just chilling while we were biking. (laughs) He went to, I don't even know where it was, somewhere for breakfast downtown, and um, he gets there, and he has the menu, and it's just printed on a regular piece of paper. And the waitress, who is nice, like, asked him um, if if she could get him any coffee. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, that would be great. And she's like, okay, what kind? And he's like, uh, what, what, what kinds do you have? It's like, uh, McDonald's or, uh, <laughs> like, oh. listing off. They had a Keurig. A Keurig. He's, oh. like, looking at the menu, and it has, like, cereal. Like, somebody's <laughs> like, did I go to somebody's <laughs> house for breakfast or what? That's amazing. So when I think of Wingham, I think of you, and I think of that. Think and of Frosty it. Queen. Yes, Frosty Queen. Oh. That, by far, is probably one of the best poutines I've ever had. Yeah. Their bacon poutine. Nothing redeeming health-wise, but the way that it helps your, your tongue feel is worth it. Oh, so good. Okay, I don't know why I wrote this one down, but I'm going to ask you anyways. What's your preferred footwear? Oh, it's, uh, that's a good question. It's a, it's a deep one. Wow. Growing up as a teen, I loved being barefoot. Mm. And as I've grown older, heavier, and with softer feet, I prefer uh, shoes. Basketball <laughs> shoes or court shoes. Awesome. Now we know. Um, what's your favorite sport? Uh, it's a toss-up between basketball and volleyball. Mm. They're both great. Love it. What's one item on your bucket list? To see all 50 states. Oh, that's a good uh, one. I'm 31 states in. <gasps> wow. And, and uh, yeah, and provinces too and territories. And I just need Newfoundland and the territories, and I've got all of Canada. That's awesome. So that, uh, that's a big bucket list. That's sick. I should add that to mine. It's worth it. Yeah. If you weren't working at Youth Unlimited YFC, what would you be doing? Sales. Hands mm. down. Just, oh. I like to meet people. I like to have adventures. And when I, and I like being creative with how I meet people. And if I could sell someone on something while having an <laughs> adventure, you've, you've checked off everything that like my personality is about. So yeah. nice. hands down, it'd be sales. That's awesome. So aside from those things, preferred footwear, favorite <laughs> the beverage, important the important things. Tell us about yourself and what life looks like for you. Well, I'm a, I'm a new man to the, the Huron, Perth area. It's, uh, it's a very interesting setup right now. I've, uh, yeah, I grew up in Niagara, lived in Alberta for a few years, came back, um, started working at uh, YFC. Like you girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're very excited, as you can tell. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, uh, I worked there for five years in St. Catharines as the youth center director. And my wife is from this area of uh, the Huron-Perth area. So we decided that it was time to move back up. And now I am with my dog, my little boy, Clarky, Juliana, who now actually works at YFC as well. What? Yeah. She's part of uh, head office. <gasps> Wow. HR executive assistant. Fancy that. That's so, so exciting. Yeah, so That's she's awesome. going to be a remote worker uh, for them. So that just, she's in the, the deputation process right nice. now. So, oh, awesome. um, yeah, so there's the four of us, Lemon and Wingham. And mm. yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> mm. That is so fun. I didn't know that. So 
all of those things. If you want to give to her deputation, <laughs> yes. we'll link it in whatever the we'll show's link it know. somewhere. We'll link it somewhere. Yeah. 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 Same with Ben's. Well, thanks. <laughs> no problem. Oh, man. We are so excited for this. When Jen and I were like, what do we even talk about with Ben? We're just like, there are so many things. Like, every time I talk to you, there's just like a new story that comes up about something. <laughs> like, your life, your life could be a movie sometimes, really. Um, so what have been the funniest or weirdest things that have ever happened to you? <laughs> well, when you, when you posed that question to me earlier, I was stumped because I feel like, like you said, there's always something weird, <laughs> random happening that I just, I, somehow I always managed to get a story out of mishaps or good halves mm. and of things. And so the, yeah, maybe the. Two, two of the more recent ones that were quite story-worthy were, it was actually through Listful. I was uh, driving here on a cold uh, Christmas Eve night. We were on our way to visit uh, Juliana's parents because we were still living in St. Catharines. And we uh, we had these sweet coupons for getting uh, uh, whatever that stuff uh the stuff that babies drink, not breast milk. Formula. Formula. That's the word. <laughs> this is why I'm the world class father that I am. Um, so we had these sweet coupons for formula, but you could only use one per store. <laughs> so we're like, "There's, there's a shoppers on the way, so we'll use it there." And so we stop and uh, get out. Couldn't find the coupon, so I was like, "Okay, well, we're not buying it. <laughs> we're just too cheap. So we'll just go to Wingham, <laughs> find it there, and uh, we're there." in Wingham for not even half an hour at her parents' house. And all of a sudden I get a text and it's saying, there's some weird activity on your visa. Can you confirm it's yours? And I was like, that's not good. So I look and I'm like seeing these purchases in Listful, like in the past, like 20 minutes. I'm like, definitely not me. And so I say this to Juliana and uh, she's like, well, you should see if like they hacked or they somehow got your visa. And I go to look and I'm like, visa, I don't even know where my wallet is. <laughs> so, it's legitimately like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night by this point, and it's Christmas Eve. So we call the cops, and they're like, you can pick, put a report in. We'll do something about it in the next couple of days. And we're like, they're in Listwell making purchases right now. You can find them. Yeah. So Juliana's like, you know what? Let's just do this. Like, we got to find this. Like, this is like, <laughs> you have way too much stuff. Because I'm also someone that carries an unhealthy amount of stuff. Personal information wise, <laughs> like my SIN card in there. Oh, no. So, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot that uh, was riding on this wallet. <laughs> so, we get to the gas station that we find it and, uh, or found one of the purchases. We're like, hey, somebody just used this card. Um, this is what they bought. Can you help us? So, they get a picture of like the dude. And so, we're like, okay, like this guy, because I assume we got gas, but no, just bought some paraphernalia um, and gloves and, and just things that, uh, mm. yeah, somebody that uh, is not legal leaving the town anytime soon is going to get. So like, okay, so let's go to the next gas station. So we go to the next gas station and we're like, we got to, we want to, this is who we have. Can you help us? We're like, we can't help you. We just started they're like, but the way you describe it, it sounds like someone that frequents our gas station and describe the dude and we're like, okay, well, that's good to know. As we're stepping out of that gas station, the one right across from the OPP, we look and I'm like, that's the guy. <laughs> and, and Juliana's like, what? And like, by this time, it's like 11 o'clock, 11.30 at night. And we've got our little three-month-old Clark <laughs> oh, like in tow. So we're like, let's just go talk to him. So we pull up the car, and we're like, hey, I know you've got my wallet. I just want it back. 
and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, guy, I'm like, you're wearing the gloves you bought at the gas station. I saw you <laughs> buy those. And he just was like, oh, well, it was like my friend, he, he did this, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then, yeah, so turns out he's like, we toss it in the woods. I'm like, oh, come on, like, can you at least go get it? He's like, okay. So he takes us to this like sketchy area. It's like very dark. He's like, it's in here. He's like, I'll be back. Wait like 10 minutes. Like, oh, he just like bailed for sure. And uh, turns out, gave me my wallet back. <laughs> That's was, awesome. Yeah, and I was missing, missing two gift cards, but one of them was Costco, so I could cancel it, and it's good to go. And then missed my American cash, but that was it. And got my wallet back, and this is it in the flesh. Wow. Still. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yep, with too many Merry things Christmas. in it. Do you still keep all your personal information in there? That's up for debate. <laughs> so, yes, I do. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, there's things like that where just, I don't know. Like, when those things happen, like, I don't get stressed and it kind of makes it more fun. <laughs> I'm sure Juliana does not agree <laughs> with me on that. But w- when I was single, like, probably 15 years ago, I was driving with some friends uh, following me that were visiting Niagara. And uh, we're just driving on the QEW. And if you've ever been ever been on the QEW on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> in the summer... Incredibly Wild. busy. Yep. Yeah. All the Toronto traffic, it's nuts. And we're driving, and I've got my friend's sister uh, in the car with me, and I look up, and I'm in the fast lane. I'm like, there's someone in the fast lane, like, an, like a human being standing in the fast lane. It's like, that's not good. And so like I like the van in front of me slams on their brakes. We slam on our brakes. And like the person just like walks around that van and looks right at my car. And I'm like, I forgot to lock my back door. And she walks up and gets in my car. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> and she's like, we all know what I'm doing here. I'm like, no, I don't. That's why I'm asking. And in my head, I'm like, she's in the car. She's not going to die. Let's just drive. And so my friends who are visiting with their sister, knowing that the, her, their sister's in the car with me, are freaking out because they're behind me. They just see this random woman get in my car on the highway. <laughs> oh, like, no. what do we do? Do we call 911? Like, I, I can't figure it out. Because my body language wasn't showing that I was stressed. Because, like, I just had my hand out the window just, just like this. And that's what they're trying to read is my body language from my hand. They're like, you know this woman? Yeah. Yeah. And so we had a chat, and she was trying to get some hot dogs in Hamilton, and her boyfriend was up there. It was just a mm. – she she needed some help. So I yeah. naturally thought uh, when a woman is on the highway, middle of summer, needing help, where do you bring her? Tim Hortons. So I brought her to the, the highway stop, Tim Hortons, and said, hey – I'm going to leave you here, and uh, yeah, someone can take care of you from here. And then she's like, you're going to kidnap me? I'm like, nope, nope, I'm just making sure you live, because she's trying to get out of the car. I'm like, no, you stay in the car. We are getting you to Tim Hortons. They will be nice to you. They will give you something, and that will help. And then I went to the bed and breakfast after I dropped him off and told that story to the bed and breakfast owner. I was like, did you call the cops? And I'm like... Great question. I did not. <laughs> like, you probably should. <laughs> so then I did, and they, it turns out that uh, she immediately tried to get back into someone else's car, and oh. the cops had been called and picked her up. So, wow. yeah, so it's stories like that just pop up here and there, and it's, uh, I don't know, I once had a volleyball tournament. It was a fundraiser for YFC called the, the venue, and they're like, volleyball tournament tomorrow? Yeah, we talked about that, but you're not doing it here. And I was like, what? They're like, you didn't get us all this paperwork in? I'm like, I did. And so I didn't have a volleyball venue, and I was able to pull things together and find a new place in, like, 
an hour oh and made the whole thing happen. And my summer <laughs> staff at that point, she was in the in the, the office with me and she remembers being like, She's like, I'd be dead right now, like, like just <laughs> melting, like, yeah, no if kidding. I experienced what you just did. Just I can like, feel Jen's stress from her. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, I cannot even place myself in these situations because I would just freeze. Like the whole fight or flight <laughs> thing, I'm just like, uh, I would freeze yeah. 100%. Yeah, no, it's uh, that somehow, yeah, I get these situations and these, and these predicaments. I'm like, well, can't turn back now <laughs> and yeah. just figure, how do we move forward? So, wow. So those are some of the weird funny entertaining <laughs> situations i've been in yeah so you mentioned that you've been in ministry for five or no you were working in st Catharines for five years yes okay um and how long have you been working at yfc in total six uh this is yeah going into my sixth year okay. it's a weird kind of even story for yfc because mm. uh i was the first uh cohort in ontario that had to do the 40 hours community service back in like 99 2000 and so my mom was like, you need to do it at a Christian organization. And so her, her coworker at that time said, oh, I heard about YFC in St. Catharines. That could be something to check out. So I actually became a student volunteer there when I was in grade nine. Really liked it. And they let me be a student volunteer, even though, like, the kids were older than me. Like, it was, when I look, like, when I think about it now, I'm like, how did that happen? Mm. Like, I would never do that for a youth. <laughs> like, but they, they let me do it. And mm. so I just volunteered from grade nine till, like, I was trying to think, that was probably like eight years of wow. volunteering and doing summer staff. I even did one summer staff in Lincoln with Becky. Before Becky was on uh, head office, she was... Wow. The director in uh, mm-hmm. Lincoln. Mm. So I had all that kind of experience. And in that time frame, my mom jumped in YFC. And uh, so I always had like those kind of experiences mm. and then went to Alberta and then here I'm back with YFC. Yeah. So. That's so cool. So when did you know that you wanted to work in ministry? Like what did life look for, look like for you when you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Uh, I was pretty quick, like in life, like I, mm. like from doing the drop in, uh, programming when I was in grade nine, I, then I was old enough to be a counselor at camp. So I was either doing my Friday nights at drop-in or the moment exams were done, I was out to two different camps in the States pretty much until I had to register for classes. And then I'd go back to YFC and just right away, I was like, I love this. I connect with people well. Mm. And yeah, so ministry just, it was something that I always felt like God was calling me to do. Mm. The timing was not what I thought. But <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are today. And I'm, I'm Amen to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. As our friend Jen says, you know, we do think that things would look a certain way. And I know the, the journey to YFC for you is maybe a little bit of a different experience. So maybe talk a little bit about that, the timing of YFC. Yeah, no, I'd, uh, I'd been with YFC long enough. And uh, I had seen like just some some struggles with staff in St. Catharines, like when I was a volunteer, when I was a summer staff, and and uh, it kind of turned me off towards wanting to work maybe like in like a non-church setting. Mm. And I also knew from going to a variety of colleges that I needed to get my actual degree uh, in youth ministry because just every time I would be finished with school, which was yeah two colleges before I actually went out west, I was like. Everything kept turning me back to being like, no, like youth ministry is like where you're called to be. Cause mm. I just felt uh, almost like rudderless and like directionless, like without it. And so I didn't end up going to Prairie to finish my degree until I was 25. And 
And then uh, when I was out there, I was like, at some point I'll get a ministry, but I'm just going to enjoy my time out here. And then uh, I, I recruited for Prairie for two years as their like admissions kind of guy where I got to travel Canada. And that's why I have so many uh, provinces down and just basically say, Hey, come to Prairie. It's Mm. cool. (laughs) And, and so like, that's why, like when I go back to the sales comment, like that's where Mm. I realized like, this is fun. Mm. Like I really like this. And uh, so uh, after doing that for two years, my, like I was seeing certain youth groups locally more than once a year. So I was starting to get to know some names and I was like, oh, I actually miss like having the day-to-day interactions with youth. Mm. I think it's time that I start looking into ministry, like actually getting into it. And, uh, I had everything set up. Like I was really stoked about this idea of working, a uh, in a church in Lethbridge and I'd had some great chats with the pastor there. And we had at the point where there's, it was a larger church. So I had two positions where I thought I could do well in. And, um, uh, I remember having everything set up so I could go stay for a night and actually just meet the staff, see a Sunday and just see like how, like which one I kind of like should try to go for. And I remember waking up on that Friday morning and God being like, don't go. And I was like, no, come on. (laughs) I love being out West. Mm. Southern Alberta's, I loved it. So close to the mountains, like everything I want, I wanted. And God's like, no, no, no. You're, you're not only not going to uh, Lethbridge, you're going to go back to St. Catharines <laughs> and you're going to be working for YFC. And I was like, come on. No, no, no. And, and like God's voice was just so strong in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I got to own it. So I messaged him saying, hey, like, I don't, I can't come. I'm feeling called somewhere else. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm literally like, I'm, like, I'm going on God's prompt in here because I just... Mm don't really want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did that. And within, cause that was, yeah, in June or whatever. And I had a, um, an interview with uh, YFC in St. Catharines wow. in July. And then I was starting my deputation in January. So I finished off with Prairie. Even that story is wild too. Just, I poorly planned out my weekend of getting to Ontario I forgot to plan in sleeping time. <laughs> so oh. I had a Monday interview with uh, the St. Catharines Committee and Glenn and stuff. And I'd moved the Saturday morning, like moved my apartment. And then I played drums in Medicine Hat for this Mennonite Jamboree. <laughs> and then I remember thinking there, I'm like, okay, it's if I leave here at 9 o'clock, it's 11 o'clock Eastern time on a Saturday night. And I have to be there for Monday morning. And I was like, okay, that, that gives me time. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't give me time. That gave me time to get there if I didn't stop. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I didn't stop. So you just did. <laughs> yeah. So I drove straight to, from Alberta to my house in Niagara and got there at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I had not slept in three days. Got two hours of sleep. Got up. Did the interview. Wow. And yeah. got the job. Wow. Yeah. That's how it's done. You and everyone. I function differently on low sleep, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, don't remember much about the interview. I just remember being like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and then took a nap. So. And then took a nap. <laughs> so. uh, what would you say were the seasons or experiences that shaped you the most? Uh, there's there's many. I think the the biggest one since being out of or I guess being an adult would probably just be my time out west it just was like a I don't know I kind of refer to it almost as like a my desert Mm. just where I had no direction no idea what I wanted to do 
one of my best friends, like, had, like, right before I went out west, had, like, give me this, like, tongue lashing that, like, if somebody said that to me and it wasn't him, I probably was like, okay, let's step outside. We need mm. to uh, finish this conversation <laughs> elsewhere. But he laid into me in a way that I needed to hear. And, um, yeah, and, and so, like, out there, that like, God just, like, revealed, like, good things about myself, bad things about myself, some real deficiencies, and also just learning how to accept myself in his eyes versus mm. accepting what I think I should look like in in his eyes. And so it was a, yeah, I loved it. It was, and, like, I'm, I was genuinely sad. Like, I do miss it still. But I can see where, like, the, the shaping that God had did in my life, whether it was spiritually or even the fact I got to recruit, that made me realize, like, I love selling things. Mm. And if I believe in it, I don't know, I'm going to try to figure out how to make you believe in it too. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't realize was prepping me <laughs> to come back to YFC. Yeah. When all of a sudden I care about what we do and I want to sell you on that and mm-hmm. I want to figure out how you can be mm-hmm. part of it, whether it's financially, mm-hmm. physically, spiritually, or however, like I'm going to find it. Yeah. Um, so at, it was a very, very good time. Mm. Hard but good. Mm. It's our favorite line, hard, hard but, but good. good. Nice. Hard but good. Yeah. Hmm. When you think about God's faithfulness in your life, what comes to mind? Uh, God is faithful in his timing. Mm. Like he's always faithful. Um, but yeah, there's something about his timing that like makes me all the time question if God's actually faithful. And then in hindsight, I look and I'm like, you dummy, Ben. <laughs> he's <laughs> way more faithful than you even thought. Because mm-hmm. high school Ben versus today Ben High school Ben could have foreseen what I'm doing now. Mm. But if you had said, high school Ben, this is how you're going to do it, he'd be like, good joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not how it's going to happen. And, and here I'm doing what I felt God was calling me to do from like an early age. And it was, and just seeing God like showing up like time after time, even just like watching like my first year in St. Catharines as a full-time staff, one of our, like our well, he was pretty much like the, the favorite volunteer. He got killed after drop-in one night um, wow. from a drunk driver. And in my head, I had always prepped to talk to kids about like if another one of their friends got killed or something like that. But I never thought about the the reverse, kind of like, hey, one of your favorite leaders just died. Mm-hmm. And just seeing like God being faithful in that, where we have one guy who... If you had seen him when he was 16 at that time and you said he'd be doing summer staff and a volunteer and find Jesus, you'd be like, oh, him? And, and But because of Mark's life and the impact he had just on those, he was only with us for like five months. Mm-hmm. But like you can see God's faithfulness because now that, that kid at the time is now an adult living on his own, finishes high school. All these things he was he didn't he had nothing going for him and now he's like done all these things he's a summer staff this year again and he's a leader within wow. the summer staff and and he volunteers during the year and it's cool to see like those kind of things like just even in like the darkest of times that like God's faithful somehow mm-hmm. sometimes it's just harder to find it or it takes a bit to kind of figure out where God's going but mm-hmm. yeah wow that's cool I think yeah it's one thing like. When you hear stories like that, because you think of, like, so many students where you're just like, I'm not quite sure what to do with you. (laughs) Or even how to react. But I think, like, even back to, like, you know, 
YFC's mission statement, like the hope and potential. And it's like, you hear stories like that. And it's like, okay, God, like you really do see the potential. And he knows mm. yeah. what we don't like way in the mm. future, but just to see his faithfulness, I think in people's lives. And I mean, yeah, even as like other youth workers here, like just to even be reminded of that. Cause it can be when you're in the moment and you're looking at people and you're like, wow. But then true. I look back at myself when I was <laughs> 17, 18, I'm like, <gasps> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, what would you, if you could go back and have a little little chat with younger Ben, what would you say? Uh, current Ben would tell young Ben. I don't know. It's <laughs> a great question. Probably like <laughs> like things are gonna turn out. Mm. Like just like trust try to figure out how to trust God in that process more. Because mm-hmm. that that was one thing I would say I struggled with a lot is just when things weren't happening the way I thought they would, I'd do like a internal hissy fit like God this is stupid like I hate this <laughs> like why aren't you doing this like mm. like you clearly hate me and and then like all of a sudden years later something starts to happen and I'm like well this is embarrassing like <laughs> like I hindsight then yeah sees sees where God's prepping me for things and why things don't happen the time mm-hmm. that I think they should be. So that would probably be it. It's just like, trust God, like those things that you think should happen, they might happen, but like you'll, you'll see with time, like why they do or don't kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that, that would probably be it. Just, yeah, be patient because mm-hmm. God, God knows what he's doing. And yeah. you definitely don't. So. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you when you finally started working at YFC then? Uh, I had just turned, oh, I was 30. You were 30. Mm. So yeah, you went to all through high school and it took till you were 30 till you were yeah doing wow. it actually. Yeah. And it's crazy cause I can see the little things that I pulled, like, mm. like from each experience, like mm-hmm. I've been a student volunteer. I've been a volunteer. Mm. I've helped start programs as a volunteer. I've been a summer staff and I've been a summer staff at different locations. So I've I've been able to kind of glean all these things or even yeah. like, even when I have my meetings with Kevin, sometimes he can bring stuff up from like when he started. I'm like, I remember that person mm-hmm. just because I've just had those so circles. Long, yeah. yeah. Or even like I was talking to my wife about this today. Like we actually used to like, or Swole. Yeah. Like when, before we were ever there, they used to like rent out like a campground, like where they, they had like a lease for the entire summer. And then each satellite would take a week Wow. and just have like stuff like that. Like it was incredible. Like yeah. that actually was like, part of my formation of why I love camp ministry mm. is because of that it's because I saw, I mean, I would do it during the summer, like at the other camps, but like watching like a different kind of programming for kids that might not necessarily do well in uh, normal camp mm-hmm. and seeing these kids just love their week. Just thrive. And wow. Yeah. So seeing that and like now like that, that's enough to drive me. So even like the camp that I've been taking kids to the past few years, that one kind of came out of nowhere because the place we'd been going to in Milton had a scheduling mishap. And so we didn't have a camper to go to, but because I knew how much camp had an impact on kids and I had that passion for it, I was willing to grind it out and figure mm. out, we're going to find a place for these kids mm. and it's going to be better and all this stuff. And just seeing all those things, like from not working with YFC right away, I actually applied for water down years ago. What? I didn't get it. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so mm. like, it, like even that, like the fact that I'm where I am now and yeah. like that, cause I was before I went out West mm-hmm. too. So it was a while ago and mm. yeah, God's like, nope, not, so not yet. So many not yet. Wow. Yep. So that's, uh, that's how my life goes is like wow. yeah, 20, 
25 when I got my, or sorry, 28 when I got my degree. Um, yeah. I got married at 31, first kid at 32 and something like, no, 33, sorry. Can't, <laughs> can't keep track. So it's like things that I've always wanted, like yeah. have kind of crept up eventually for the most part. And, but yeah, it's definitely always, there's a lot of not yet happening. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I've become quite okay with it. Yeah. So hmm. this question isn't on here. Do but it. <laughs> do it. But what does um we've done a lot of reflecting and stuff like that, but what does ministry look like for you? Oh yeah, no, it's uh it's a unique kind of setup right now, like where it's uh it's I I'm basically working with a blank slate. Right. I've got uh a crew around me of financial supporters and volunteers and committee mm-hmm. that are sold on like the vision of YFC and they've it's weird. I promise this isn't conceded, but they've needed, they wanted someone like me who ha- like can take a vision and kind of run with it. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're kind of just on the ground level right now, just figuring out what that looks like. COVID kind of slows it down because like when we, like I, one of my big things is I want to see who I'm working with mm. to kind of determine what we're doing, not force kids to do what I think they should be doing. Yeah. Um, but the things that I think moving forward that Wingham's going to be doing like is discipleship um, through summer staff. And that's once again, because I've been a summer staff, I know mm. the value of it mm-hmm. um, and, and love it and want to be able to instill that for kids. So like, yeah, discipleship through that kind of stuff, but also like practical ministry, just like for years, drop-in has been the key, the main kind of big event. And while it's still an incredible ministry, is no longer the event anymore. And I'm finding that that's in, in the kind of matriculation scale. It's like, that's the big catch all. And then the smaller programs are where you get to deeper, more deeply invest in the kids. Mm-hmm. And, and in St. Catharines, I saw this where when I'm doing practical things, so, cause the like kids can, they have opportunities at their fingertips, whatever they want to do, they can do, whether it's through their um, laptops, any kind of technology, their phones, they can get that. And, and it's cool because like the, with everything changing, the one thing that is, that doesn't change is the, the face to face connections that people need mm-hmm. and, and the youth, like our, our students and even us right now in this setup, like don't get that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, giving them things that they can walk away feeling like they were built into, mm-hmm. even if they don't realize that at the point at that moment, but mm-hmm. like building community, within drop-in. So it's not just, Hey, come hang out and hope for the best. It's like, no, let's, let's have some themes. Let's, let's give you, let's build this community with you or, um, Oh, you don't have the opportunity to get your license. Well, let's find how we can help you make money to get your mm-hmm. license. Cause I did some of that stuff like in St. Catharines and I watch kids like the, the true hope and potential is like whether they find Jesus or not, like we're just tossing seeds out. Mm-hmm. And if they can walk out at least knowing that like they had in their teen years, like someone that cared for them and loved them, even if they didn't want Jesus in their life, like they knew that we cared so much more for them mm-hmm. than whether they had Jesus or not. That, mm-hmm. that, that, that to me is like what I want ministry to continue to look at and just how are we impacting our communities? So when people think of youth unlimited and they're like, Oh yeah. Like not just the building that sits there, mm-hmm. but where are they seeing us in the community? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I think the thing that completely won me on this is in 2019, Glenn, my old supervisor, he was not afraid to get into like the community and roll sleeves up and the Rotary Club. He had joined that and they always do the um, 
uh, what is it called? Ribfest. Mm-hmm. They do that. And then St. Catherine's a big one that lots of people come through. And so the thing that they had always struggled with is getting garbage people. And so Glenn's like, you need someone? I'll do it. Like, you're going to find a team? He's like, yep. <laughs> and so he started, I think he did it for eight years. Wow. And the, the beginning, I know he struggled with it. But when I joined on, I did it one year and I was like, oh, this is tough. I can see why nobody wants to do this, <laughs> but we worked hard and figured out how to like, cause we actually, cause we got like compensated some uh, for that. But then I was like, why don't we use, use this for camp and we can get kids to come join us mm. and that'll make it easier. Cause they can get summer or they can get their community hours and we can help fund getting kids mm. to camp. And then all of a sudden we've got kids there and then with the practical kind of things, we'd also had the food trailer start that summer and I just done a presentation um, at the Rotary Club with uh, Brittany Henderson, and we had said like all the things we're doing at the center, and we're like, oh, and by the way, we're gonna try this new thing, like more of a work program where we got a food trailer. Conveniently, that summer, the burger provider of the St. Catharines Rib Fest didn't want to do it anymore, and so they said, we know someone. So wow. we went from doing garbage mm-hmm. to also doing the food trailer in Rib Fest, and then we also were supervising all the. Um, inflatables that were there too so we had like like this like legit like this shirt we had like 30 of them in the park like it was just as many as there was like rotary club shirts and Mm -hmm. people i had more conversation with people being like who are you and what do you guys do than i think i've ever had Mm -hmm. and it was cool because it wasn't just them seeing our building Mm -hmm. it's them seeing us working with kids in not good or not enjoyable settings because like august is sweaty it's stinky garbage it's gross (laughs) And I'm chasing down kids because, like, I know they always like to hide. And but being like, hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. just remember, three weeks from now when we're at camp, sit back on that dock and be like, I earned this. Mm. And we also had better behaved kids there because it wasn't just them giving a free ride. They actually knew they had earned it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's me rambling. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so just, like, things that, like, help make the, the youth that we're working with feel like someone cares about them. Like not just spiritually, but outside of that too, mm-hmm. and hopes that with time they can see the, like the spiritual side of why we do things. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, me sold. It's good. Deal. Yeah, yeah. sales and Ben Boom. at it again. Yeah. But actually, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Dang, Ben seems like a cool guy. Love his heart. Love what he's doing." You can actually financially support him in what he's doing that. and <laughs> joining him and what God's mm-hmm. doing. Um, yeah, through Youth Unlimited and Ben. So do it. Final question. Go. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? This one's a weird one. <laughs> oh, no. Because it... it, it they, t- bleh, I can't talk now. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, it's, it's an odd one because it's not necessarily advice in your normal form, but like I had uh, a guy that I went to camp with uh, he joined the Marines pretty quickly out of high school and, and was there for a bit. And, and like, he takes like my randomness and like steps it up like five notches. <laughs> like he's like right now he lives in California and he's like a wine connoisseur. And Whoa. then, but he like literally just like, he's like, I want to do this. Like lived in Australia for a bit, did whatever. I, I, I can't even keep up. <laughs> like, mm. so we talk every probably once a year now, but I remember when I lived out West and it was actually a perfect timing because he happened to be at camp counseling for a week when I was back home for like a week and we were just driving one day and I was kind of like, how do you like, like what keeps your attitude so positive? Mm. 
And he's like, there's this one saying, this is my life. And I was like, huh. Hmm. And so I started thinking about it. And, and like, for some people, like, probably they're like, that's dumb. But for me, I was like, it, no, no matter what the situation is, like, I'm driving 34 hours straight and hating my life. <laughs> this is my life. Hmm. Like, or I'm having, I'm getting married. This is my life. Like, it just, th- there's something about it where this is my life. I need to own it. Hmm. And if you're not going to own your life, like, whether it's good or bad, like, that's where the struggle comes in. It's like, mm-hmm. where that, know, there's something about that that hit me just in a way that this is my life. Sometimes my YFC setups aren't uh, all spick and span, and I got uh, some dumpster fires to put out <laughs> and uh, and work through. This is my life. Mm. Like, and, and just, yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, <laughs> but for me, it was very impacting on how I view mm-hmm. life and helped me kind of visualize like how to yeah make be- make the best of life mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like you said even God can use a dumpster fire facts <laughs> <laughs> scientific fact right there. Mm. wow thank you so much this was yeah. fun I haven't yeah. worked this hard in a little while some good stories always enjoy the Listwell Christmas Eve wallet story. Very yes. good. So thank you for all your work. Thank you yeah. for your encouragement. Thank you for reminding us that it's okay if we're still in the not yet and just yeah. waiting for whatever's going to happen. So thank you very much. We love having you here. So No problem. Perhaps we can find new questions one day down the road. <laughs> yes. And continue with more weird stories. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We have more amazing conversations like this coming up that you won't want to miss. So make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That way you never miss a Monday episode. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Just Work Friends. We have resources, quotes, updates, all kinds of things about the podcast that you can find there. So worth a follow. And if you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to give us a review. It shows us what you guys are enjoying about the podcast. So feel free to do that. Until next Monday, have a good one. It's worth the follow, eh? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you can take that out. I just like that you're impressed. <laughs> Did it sound stupid? No. Sorry, I regret it saying that. That was good. I'm just like, oh, she's switching. <laughs> bye bye.